Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. Welcome to another episode of Too Fit to Be Tied. So, do I, I have to ask the question each time? You have to ask the question. Go ahead. All right. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about minimalistic living. Minimalistic living. Yeah. Okay. Living with like being as little as possible. Minimalist. Yeah. Like the people with the tiny houses. Right. Okay. Right. So we are. I think that um, we thought this would be a really fun topic because you were just at my house and my cousin had this um, brilliant idea, <laughs> which I'm, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to quit your job to, to facilitate this idea she has. Yeah. I but, mean, in theory, it sounded good. Right. So go ahead. Tell the audience what, what she told you at the party. All right. So I don't, I can't remember where she got this information, but apparently each person in their home has 300,000 things. And she got the idea that if she could sell each one of those 300,000 things for a dollar, she could make $300,000 and pay off her mortgage. Right. Which, I mean... I mean... She... And I, knowing my cousin, she does have 300,000 things. I've seen her basement. I've seen what she's got. But she's not really that different than, than many people that I know. I mean, there's a British study that came out says that most, so most children, um, let's see, British research found that the average 10-year-old owns 238 toys, but plays with just 12 daily. Wow. Okay. And it's funny. I actually, maybe I am a minimalist because people come over and they're like, so like, where's your son's toys? And I'm like, um... Where, we, don't have, we don't have toys. <laughs> and like people think it's so weird, but I mean, he's got a couple Nerf guns and a, you know, a drone that you gave him. Um, mm-hmm. Does he it, play with that thing? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. He's not that good at it, though. Yeah, I, I should have, I kind of thought maybe this isn't something to no, he works play on in it. the house. He, he, yeah. Well, okay. you know, my son plays like basketball in the house. So, okay. I mean, well. at this point, what, who cares about a drone? Um, but we don't really have a lot of toys. I've gotten rid of them all. I'm like, if you don't play with them, they leave. I'm not storing that stuff in my house. (laughs) Okay. So has there ever been anything that you got rid of? And then he said, oh, that was my, I wanted that thing. Um, maybe, but I can't think of anything specific, but I've always been like, and that's when you you say, you don't play with it. You don't, that's it. It's gone. You don't say, oh, that's probably in your room somewhere. Go, Go look for I it. I mean, I'll, I might do a little of that or like, oh, I thought that thing broke. And really and truly, I just gave it away. Wow. Okay. That happens. I mean, I think most parents do that. You didn't try to sell it for a dollar? <laughs> you, could, you could be well on your no. way to. So he is really interested in money. He likes money and he likes making money. So he will like bring me stuff that he hasn't played with. And he'll be like, can you sell this on, you know, Facebook? And you do it? I, yeah, I do it. And he's made money. Wow. So I have this. Water slide bouncy house. I'm sure you've seen it. It's huge. And 
It's, I go, you're, you guys are too big for this now. You're going to be nine years old. You can't be on this bouncy house. You're going to rip it. And he's like, Oh, I wanted to get on that thing. Man, it's your last chance. I just sold it. So he oh, goes, man, I would have destroyed it. You, he goes, <laughs> Could you sell it? And I'm like, Yeah, he goes, 100 bucks. I go, Yeah, I'll sell it for, which he's right. I'm like, I'll sell it for 100 bucks. Do you know that the man came over, gave me the money, and my son took $50? And he's like, That goes in my piggy bank. I'm like, You didn't Whoa. even purchase this thing. <laughs> But I was like, you know what? It's a good lesson for him to learn how to get rid of stuff. It is. And not become a hoarder. So I was like, here's 50 bucks. See, and I'm stupid. I've just been taking stuff to Goodwill oh, well, that, I could, you know, that's that good. I could be selling it. That's good, actually. I'm going to give it to your son and yeah, have him sell, it, sell it, for it for me. Yeah. So I think the, okay, so the benefit of being a minimalist, so I hear, okay, because I mean. Because <clears throat> you're not a minimalist. I'm not one, but I'm also not a hoarder. I'm not a hoarder. I don't like to. I don't like things. You've seen my house. I, I live in a very small home. I can't actually fit anything in my house. So that's kind of a deterrent for me to continue to buy to things. having too much stuff. And I like cleaning things out um, and having a very sort of, it makes me feel better when I'm not seeing m- massive amounts of things that I'm not using, just right. laying around or thrown in drawers. So um, the minimalist effect Basically, in terms of mental health, they have a higher life satisfaction and fulfillment, positive functioning, and fewer negative emotions. Another small study of self-identified minimalists found that minimalism has numerous well-being benefits related to autonomy, competence, mental space, awareness, and positive emotions. And I think that's true. I mean, there was a book that came out a long time ago. It was by Marie Kondo. It was like the... um, Oh, she's the organizer... Yeah, she was, I think she also used to have a Netflix episode. Um, But her book, I'll I'll find the name of it, was honestly, it was was eye-opening. I think this book really changed a lot of the way that I viewed um, things in the home. So it's the artful, oh God, what is it called? What is her book? The, no, her Netflix episode is Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Um, But I'll find her book in a second. Anyways, the point of it is for you to look at things, not just try to go through things and get rid of. Mm -hmm. It's to look at it and say, does this bring me joy? And that's way different than being like, do I use this? Because there's always the concept of, oh, I'll wear this when I lose five pounds. I'll wear this, you know, when this happens. Or I, oh, I can't get rid of this. This brings back memories. And you don't want to... You, it's hard to part with things. And then, and then how are you then, because I don't know, I might say, I might look at an iron and say, does this bring me joy? Like, well, no, but well, yes, it does. I don't want to have a wrinkled shirt. Exactly. But what a nice, crisp shirt brings you joy. And the only way you oh, get that is through the iron. Got it. Right? Okay. okay. So it's called the life-changing magic of tidying up. And I remember when I was married, uh, I read this book, and I was, like, on a freaking rampage. I mean, I just, I was, like, hey, guys, does this this mug bring anybody joy? And, I mean, everyone was so annoyed. My daughter and my ex (laughs) were, like, no. I'm, like, toss it out. You know, does this Did you ever sell their stuff if they didn't use it enough? (laughs) What? Well, one time, did I ever tell you the time that my daughter came home? She was in trouble at school. And she came home. This is terrible. She came home and uh, she, if you have teenagers, girl teenagers at home, you will understand the concept behind this. 
she lied about something or was somewhere where she wasn't supposed to be. And she came home and she goes, um, where are my clothes? I was like, oh, I sold those. And I legitimately <laughs> did. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they're in my closet. You'll get them, you know, after punishment. No, no. I said, if you want to go buy them, you can go to the secondhand store and go rebuy them. I mean, I don't know how you're going to find money, but that's where they're at. And she was like in shock. Like, you sold my clothes? I'm like, guess you're wearing what's, what the clothes on your back is a uniform <laughs> every day. Oh, my God. I remember you telling me that story, and I was thinking, holy shit, that is fucking hardcore. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't mess around. Oh, I see. I mean, you know what? She turned out really, really well because of it. She did. She's, she's a business owner. Yeah. You know, she's got a good head on her she shoulders. She has a good heart. You know, we have a great relationship that didn't yeah. ruin it. <laughs> wow. So um, going around, looking at things, thinking, does this bring me joy? really does make you feel, it kind of takes the emotional attachment from like, well, I had this when I was married or my mom gave me this when she got married or this Mm -hmm. was my grandmother's and you're holding on to it for sentimental value, but it doesn't actually bring you joy. So the, the goal is to, let's say you open up your closet and you look inside and you see all these clothes that bring you joy. That really, that look good on you, that you feel good in, rather than going through your, let's say, closet and thinking, wow, like it's a reminder when you have things that are too small on you. I don't know, maybe men are different, but like, or things that don't look flattering on you. It just reminds you of how bad you feel and look. No, I get that. I mean, I, I, on a regular basis, will go through my closet and go... Do I like, I don't like the way that shirt hangs on me or that, you know, shirt doesn't fit anymore. And I'll just, I'll take all that stuff to goodwill. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times when I've taken, I don't know, before I moved, I swear I took five, like, um, you know, those not just kitchen garbage bags, those big contractor garbage bags to goodwill with like all sorts of stuff. And, And part of it for me, one, you know, you, you know, you kind of clean things out and it, I think, clears your, I feel like my head is clearer when things are neater. But also, I feel like somebody else could use that suit or that coat or that, yeah. you know, no, that's good. See, you know, you know, and you know what brings you joy? Giving back and helping others that are maybe less fortunate. See? That will buy that for $2 and look good on it and feel good and it brings yeah. them joy. And so some, it does, some of it I'm like. That dude that works at that store is going to take that leather jacket, and he's not. That thing is never going to make it to a rat. <laughs> um, so, a minimalist lifestyle is intentionally living with fewer possessions, focusing on only the ones that you need. Living with less may be the right choice if you're feeling overwhelmed with clutter, or if you're looking for fewer distractions, or if you're looking to just cut back on spending. And you know, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about the way that I grew up. And I realized, you know, things have never, I've never felt like I had to have a ton of things, or I have Mm -hmm. to have a certain kind of house, or I have to drive a certain kind of car. And I thought, like, why do I think that way? Why is it that way? Um, And I think my focus is on just other things. But as a kid, you know, we had money. I mean, my parents owned businesses, and we never, ever heard we can't because of money. You know, it wasn't like we, we, we could, we never heard we can't eat out. We never heard we can't go on this vacation or we can't, you know, afford Christmas 
you know, gifts. I mean, there was never a, any talk of that. We all knew that, like, I just, I grew up thinking, like, everybody just had this money and you got what you wanted. Okay, so you actually did those things or they just didn't tell you? I mean, cause I, there's a difference between saying um, we can't go on this vacation versus we're just not going on that vacation. Well, I think that we, but the thing is we didn't get a lot. That's the other thing. So it, there is a, there's a different side to never hearing that. Like we just never knew that money was ever, and it was never an issue. Okay. We just had it and we spent it, right? That was my that was my interpretation of how money worked. Like there was never any money issues, so I never understood that people had that. However, we lived in a small home. We didn't have cable TV. You know, we did, so I would go to other people's houses who would definitely, I mean, looking back, they were they were they they didn't have the kind of money that, you know, my parents had. And I'd think, "Whoa, you're so lucky. Like you guys get this." Yeah. So I as much as we we grew up one way, we were very, we were taught humility and we were taught like that you don't get everything. You know, my parents had nice cars, but we didn't mm-hmm. have a big, big home. We went on vacations, um, but we were never spoiled. You know, Got we didn't it. just okay. get what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there was a balance between that. But growing up, I so I've never felt this need to really have. And I think depending how you grew up, some people grow up. Um, and don't have enough, and then they just keep filling that hole because right, they're able right. to. Mm-hmm. And others grow up just being fed, you know, on a silver spoon, so to speak, or with a spilt silver spoon. There's a saying for that. Um, hmm. You're born with a silver spoon. That's what mouth. it is. Yeah. Okay. Or um, fed with. I mean, you're fed with it if you're born with it, right? Um, However, that yeah. goes. Yeah. There's something the about a silver spoon. The silver spoon theory. Uh, well, Those I'm, people, you know, it it just depends. You may feel like, well, that's what you do. And you may be taught that that's how you live. And that's what brings you happiness. Well, I mean, I could see it both ways. I've, um, I mean, it, it depends. You know, sometimes that upbringing affects you. But, it, it, but how does it affect you? Because some people who didn't grow up with a lot, they buy everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I knew this guy who would... Um, he would just buy all this. If it was on sale, like you get 10 for a dollar, he's buying 10 of them. He doesn't need 10 of them. Just but he because just, he could. Just because he could. Mm-hmm. Because when he was a kid, he grew up poor and he couldn't. And so that's just sort of okay. his mindset. But then I could also see somebody growing up poor. And because they never had anything, they're always like, you know, they want to save every dime they get. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It can um, definitely go both ways. Um, um, I don't know. I took us on a tangent there. But but I, I think the minimalist thing, I wouldn't call myself a minimalist, but I also don't have a lot of, like, junk either. Yeah, you don't. You know, I, I'll, like, I'm constantly, like, getting rid of stuff that that I suppose does not bring me joy, you know? And, you know, for me, that becomes a um, an issue of mental clarity. Mm-hmm. Because if I've got a lot of stuff, a lot of clutter and crap around me, my, I feel like my mind isn't as clear. Oh, I agree totally. When I see things not being used and I see things in areas of my home and I'm like, it look, you know, it, it's a reminder that I bought, mm-hmm. I spent money on something and I'm not using it. And I do not like that feeling at all. So for me, it's like, I, it needs to go. Yeah. It's got to get out of here. And, but that, the other thing is like, you can go through five contractor bags of stuff 
and somehow give yourself a month and you'll, you could fill up another bag. Yeah. And I'm like, where does this stuff come from? Like, I don't have a shopping addiction, I don't think. (laughs) Amazon has really ruined it. Oh my God. Yeah. Because you think in the moment, oh, I don't, the other day, just yesterday, I was like, oh, I know what I need. And I decided that I needed, okay, I've never thought about these things. Actually, to be honest, I never even knew they exist. They existed, but I okay. saw a picture and I was like, I need that. Yeah. And I went on, on Amazon. I was like, I'm going to buy it right now. And it was there. It's at your house in two hours. Right. And it is um, these little, like, these things that you put in your cabinet doors. So you open the door and you put these, like, magnetic things that hold your um, saucepan or your frying pan covers. Like the tops. Okay. And it's magnetic? I believe it's magnetic. Okay. And then you stick it on and then you stick the, which I thought is genius. But then I, after I bought it, I, I'm like, why did I need that? What? So, okay. So this is like a, a lower cabinet. So think like a door cabinet, right? You open it. Yeah. You know, one of your cabinets, you open like a door and then on the, on the inside of the door are these like magnetic things that stick there, and then you slide the top of your cookware into it. So it holds the covers. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. I thought that was like Doesn't I, it clang around when you open the I, door? Listen, I didn't get it yet. I'll get oh, back okay. to you. Okay. Right. I'll get back to you. This might have been a terrible purchase. <laughs> but I was like, I need that. And those are the items that will come. And let's say, in my mind, in my mind, I read that they were a magnetic. Now, if they're not, and there's some kind of like, tools you need it's never going to get done and the, that thing will sit in a corner for months and then mm-hmm. one day I'll go around with my contractor bag and be like does this bring me joy no and it'll go in the bag and it'll that's still, how you waste money well just have it sit around for less than 30 days because then you can send it back to Amazon oh that's see and true, get your money story. back true story you're right mm. but I think most people are so busy that they just would rather throw it out than make the trip to wherever to go return it. I'm not like that, but I think there are, I know people. Oh, that absolutely. Are like that. Well, it, well, that's the, that's the basis behind, you know, all the infomercials where, you know, we'll let you try this for 90 days. And if you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. You're never going to pack that thing up and right. ship it back. And they know that it's right. just going to be sitting there, not bringing you joy. And that's the whole and it's that's just the whole like thing. it's like a gym membership, right? Oh, absolutely. You got to go in and cancel your gym membership. Odds in are that you're going to just keep paying. Jerome. Yeah. Let's switch gears for a minute. Why are we switching gears? So, I have to tell you about my new favorite insurance agent, John Dadbin, who just so happens to be a podcast advertiser. Oh, by all means, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so John Dadbin is with Goosehead Insurance. He offers home, auto, dwelling, and umbrella insurance coverage. And I met this guy at a networking event maybe about a year back. Mm -hmm. Super cool, easy to talk to. Like, we totally hit it off. He is like the kind of guy that if my house was on fire, I could totally call and be like, help. After you call the fire department, of course. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's he's phone call number two. Okay. So John checked rates for me. He said he couldn't save me money. And... I was like, okay, well, thanks for trying. So six months later, he calls me out of the blue, and he's like, guess what? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I saved your information. I checked your rates. I could save you $1,000. Wow. 
And I, I was like, you're not changing my insurance coverage. Everything stays the same. Yep. $1,000 less. Wow. Yeah. So the thing is, insurance is hard. Insurance, shopping for insurance is hard. And it doesn't need to be. When you have a guy like John who just like checks your stuff, all you have to do is hand in payment and you're covered. Super simple, super easy. That's amazing. So if you're in Illinois, contact John. You can text him. Um, text to fit, T-O-O-F-I-T, so he knows that we sent you. He will check your, uh, give you a quote, check your insurance coverage, let you know what he can do for you. Um, 312-680-6242. That's John, 312-680-6242. So there's this uh, website, theminimalist.com, and it says minimalism is a tool that can assist you in finding freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from overwhelm, freedom from guilt, freedom from depression, freedom from the trappings of the consumer culture we've built our lives around. Real freedom. Okay. You know, how extreme is the minimalist life? I mean, because, you know, on the one hand, I don't have a lot of stuff, but then... Um, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call myself a minimalist either. No, because I think there's an extreme to that, right? I think there's mm -hmm. a spectrum of... Well, you have like one plate and one fork. Right. <laughs> and Maybe one. you don't have any. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think you have a couch. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Barrett, like some people don't have a car. Some people don't... I don't know. I mean, they don't have like basic necessities that you would... I mean, I, right now, if you go into my bathroom, I could probably show you six to seven different face soaps. You know, if you were like, okay. can I have, just how about And are you soap? using all those different face soaps? Well, yes. Yes, I do. I use okay. them. But I also buy more because I'm a, I have a fear. Okay, we're talking about, they talk about fear. I have a fear of running out. So, so you have six or seven different face soaps? Yeah, like I just ordered another one okay. <laughs> last night. It came today and I laughed to myself because I was like, I already have the same kind. Yeah. Why did I buy this? And I thought, oh, right. I bought it for when I run out. Got it. So okay. I, I do. And how I close are you to running out? Of I have the seven. So not that close, but okay. there's a fear that I will run out and I will forget to buy it or I won't have it or God forbid I wait one day without using, a, I don't know. I don't know what, in my mind, that's just how, I'm, how I operate. I have about six or seven toothpastes that I buy in advance because I'm afraid I might run out. Or the store okay. might like not, I like cinnamon toothpaste. Okay. And so I have a fear that the store might not sell it. might it. be discontinued or something. Right. Yes. Okay. So you buy six or seven at a time. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't think that constitutes at all. I think that's being kind of like <laughs> the complete opposite of being a minimalist is hoarding all these items because you have a fear that they'll discontinue or you won't find it again or you won't be able to get it or you forget. I mean, okay, so you buy six or seven tubes of toothpaste. Mm -hmm. Are they coming in like a six pack? No, no. I go to the store, I buy six. And then I'll go to the store again and then I'll buy like three more. Every time I go to that same store, I'll buy some just for out of okay. the sheer fear that I'll run out. That one day, cinnamon toothpaste will be discontinued. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, that's kind of weird. And that's like, unnecessary. It's a waste of money. It's unnecessary. And it it just feeds this fear that I have of not having, I don't know, running out, not having enough. Well, I don't know. I mean, see, my I could see doing that if, because here's what I do at Costco. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to Costco, I don't always buy the stuff that I would get at Costco. I wait till it's on sale. Like if, okay. um, um, like if aluminum foil is on sale, then you'll get it. Then I'll I'll buy like two okay. or two or three, two packs. Okay. You know because then then I've saved money. Okay. See, I I have to laugh because I don't do that. I should do that, but I'm like, oh, I don't need that. It's certain things that I have this like. I'm I'm not afraid aluminum foil is gonna you know, foil, and go out of business. <laughs> uh huh. You know what I'm saying? But I you're afraid fear. that. Something I really like. Cinnamon toothpaste might disappear. Well, because it's, first of all, I don't want to tell the listeners because they're all, now I have a fear. They're all going to go to the dollar store and buy it. And that's uh, where I get it. Oh, at the dollar store. I get my, that's where I get the cinnamon toothpaste. See, now, now I got to go to the store because of all these, you know, we're at like 7,500 listeners right now. 7,500 people might be running out to the dollar store. And depleting the entire country's supply of. Yes. Cinnamon toothpaste. Yes. So I better okay. go stock so up. So that's now. interesting. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I guess I'll give you credit. It's a, it's a dollar. Right. Right. Is it actually? Yeah, actually it's a, well, a, now it's a dollar twenty-five. Have you been to the dollar store? I've. Everything's in, gone up to a dollar twenty-five. Really? Okay. Yeah. I've been in like maybe once or twice. See, you get is there's too much. There. There's too much shit in there. Mm-hmm. It's cluttered. Yeah. You don't they like that. need to be more of a minimalist. Because I, <laughs> I walk around there and I just feel like there's just too much stuff all over. You the have place. anxiety. Yeah, and I'm like, and everything is a dollar. That's how I feel about going into some people's homes. I really do. I don't see. I know you train and go into people's homes. I mm-hmm. can't do that. If your space gives me anxiety, like mm-hmm. because of your clutter or your stuff or you know your animals or whatever it is you may have, I can't. Like I can't. I can't do that. I have to be in my own environment where it's controlled and I have control over it. See, it doesn't bother me much. Like if I'm in someone's house for an hour and it's, I know that I'm leaving that clutter. So it doesn't affect me the mm-hmm. same way as it would if it was my actual house. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I might think I would never let anybody in my house <laughs> if it looked like this. But, you know, it doesn't affect me right. really. So yeah, see, I can't it's work not like as that. big a deal. And I think that some people don't realize how much, and I've never, I've never been like this. I never knew I was like this. When I, when I was married, I think because my life was so chaotic, so mm-hmm. was my home. Everything was a disaster. I mean, I would literally, Jerome, I'm not lying. I would take a mug, drink coffee out of it, and I would just leave it there. It could be there for three days. I am so different now. Like, it needs to immediately go into the, at least the sink. And, okay, and so what, what shifted into you? I think the shift. You you was, felt like the chaos internally. Like this place made sucks anyway. I might as well just world chaos. Yeah. Okay. I might as well just <laughs> just don't give, give a fuck. Give up. Give up. I didn't. I wouldn't make my bed. I mean, now I make my bed every morning. Like uh, I I don't know if maybe gaining some freedom and some ability to to be in control of my environment and my world both emotionally and physically have, but I am a completely different person in terms okay. of the way that I keep my house and the way that I, and I'm, I'm also extremely anal about it. Like I've turned, I went from one extreme to the complete opposite. Wow. 
And when you did that, did people notice? Did people go, oh my God, your house is so clean now? Um, well, I'm not... No, actually. Because anytime someone would come over, of course, I would clean up. Oh, right, right, right. So everyone, you know what I mean? But I do think that now I'm like totally psychotic about the way I keep things. Like if you touch my towel and it's out of place, I have a heart attack. Kind of like when I walked into your house with shoes today and you were like, um, do you mind taking <laughs> those off? And I was like, oh, so sorry. Yeah, well, I, but I identify with that feeling. I have a no shoes policy. I know. I do too. So do you know any minimalists? I don't. I mean, I would think of the people that I know, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm more of a minimalist than, than most of the people that I know. Okay. But, you know, this guy was, I was in a band with this guy and we would rehearse at his house um, in his basement. And I don't, I don't know what their deal was. You, you could not, you know how you just walk, you know, and you kind of, I don't know, swing your arms or do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. There was no place in that house that you could walk without having to turn sideways or, or scoot around something. And it was just so weird. And it, in my mind, and I don't think his house was dirty, but it felt like it was. Right. Because there was just so much shit everywhere. Right. You know? Well, you're almost like, how do you clean around all this? True. You yeah. Know? So maybe it was so dirty. So maybe it really was dirty. Yeah. Well, I think that an exercise that we can give the audience when you don't know where to start. Okay. And we're not necessarily, you know, we wanted to touch on the subject of minimalism. I think it's interesting. I think that, I think it's pretty fascinating. People who can give up so much of their stuff and just to have very bare necessities, I think is pretty amazing. If we can find one, if you're out there and you are a minimalist and you want to be a guest on our show, we would love to have you. Yes. You can contact us through our Facebook page at Too Fit To Be Tied. Um, But in the meantime, I think that if you're looking to at least declutter. Okay. And. So don't go full minimalist. Just head in that direction. Head in the, you know, like start thinking about people who, I think that's an inspiration. People Mm -hmm. who can actually be minimalist and have nothing except bare, bare necessities is pretty amazing. I think we can all, most of us can attest to that being pretty inspirational. Because we probably, because yes. most of us can't do that, you know? No, I mean, yeah, I think in some ways, I mean, there's just like, I feel like there's stuff that you can't do. Like if I said, okay, I'm going to go in my kitchen and become a minimalist. Right. So now I'm going to have, I don't know, one pan and one pot. I can't cook a Thanksgiving dinner. Right. I can't go, okay, now I'm having a steak. I'm going to use this carbon steel pan versus I'm going to do this. So I'm going to use a stainless steel pan, you know, and I'm going to get rid of a garlic press. And you you just need stuff to Agreed. do the things that you want to do. But I don't think, do. I bet you we could go through your kitchen right now. And I'm sure there are things that you're holding on to that you don't even use, but you're planning to use in case of, you know, there's, there's just, there's, or there's pans or pots or whatever that you really and truly haven't touched. I, I don't know. This is just, I know that okay. this is in my I'm, kitchen. I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm trying yeah. to think. I don't use those. Or I have cocktail glasses in case I make margaritas. I'm never going to make margaritas, okay? But it's in case, and I have those stored, you know, at the top, top, top shelf. 
Got That's it. Okay. Ridiculous. I need to get rid of those. Actually, now that I'm talking about it, I'm going to do that when I get home. Yeah, I have some. Somebody gave me some Moscow Mule. Yeah. Cups that I'm. See? Yeah, that I'm never. Are you ever all my make pots Moscow? and pans and stuff? I mean, okay. all that stuff. I actually. All right, we found use something. All stuff. We found something. Um, I think, but, but I have to keep those. I may make a Moscow Mule <laughs> one day. I have to figure out what's in it first. Oh my gosh. And then I may. Gosh. Then I may make. I thought about giving it to Javier to see if. You know, because he's got all those. Oh, our cocktail, our friend uh, who makes cocktails. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I bet he'd enjoy that. Um, let's use probably, your. No, I got I got ten of those already. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't, I don't, need, your I don't need your crap. <laughs> um, going into, I think I think starting really and truly a good starting point is the bathroom. Okay. Especially for women, because we have a lot of cosmetic items that are mm-hmm. unnecessary or that we heard was supposed to be good. I have, I think. Seaweed. It's um, like powdered seaweed, and you're supposed okay, and to. What do you do with that? You're supposed to like put it all over your body for like detoxifying. Okay, first of all, do you know how bad it smells? Okay. <laughs> Second of all, do you know how messy it gets? <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Why do you smell like fish right now? Oh, it's just <laughs> seaweed I, I, stuff I, I put on. <laughs> okay. What? Why do I still own that? Well, but you know why I own it because I spent twenty dollars on the you know, bottle of it. Mm-hmm. And one day I might decide to use it. It's probably even expired. I don't even know. That stuff probably goes bad. So those are, I think your bathroom is a really great place, especially for a woman to go through and say, do I, does this bring me joy? Do I use this and toss it if you don't? Is it expired? That's another one. Yeah. Um, and then I think your closet. Oh, definitely. The, the closet. Anyone. Can, like if right? you haven't worn, if you haven't worn that thing in two or three years, you're probably not going to wear it. Although, you know, every time I do get rid of something that I'm like, this is 10 years old. I will never wear this. I haven't worn it in 10 years. Do you know that literally within like four weeks, I swear to God, I'm looking for it. And I'm like, damn, why did I get rid of that? That's when I start looking for things, when I throw it out. Well, now you just gave people a reason not to throw things out. So first you give people an exercise and go, and here's why you don't want to throw things out. Here's why you shouldn't throw anything out. No. Uh, You know, interestingly, I thought about that when you said it because um, that little cast iron press thing that's on my stove. Okay. um, When I moved, I go, I'm never going to use this thing again. So I I got rid of it. And then one day I'm like, you know what I could use for this? That (laughs) cast iron press. I had to buy it again. Oh my, see, that's the issue. I mean, it's going to happen. But I would say that happens probably twice out of 100 items. You, True. You know? Okay, so that's the thing. Okay, so just so you know, you're going to get rid of some things. What, you know, one or two of those things you're probably going to buy again. Right. You know. Right. So you may end up buying your seaweed powder again. But you got rid of 99 other but things. But you got rid of 99 other yeah. things. Yeah, so I think we, you know. We it's should. a small price to pay. It is. And if you sell some of those 99 other things, You've already paid for that thing that you're going to buy again. Mm-hmm. So I do, in terms of selling, I have a certain envelope. I keep all the stuff that I sell that I don't need, you know, okay. and I don't do everything. Like I'm not, I don't The have money time you for make that. from the stuff that you don't need. Yes. Okay. Like bigger items or things that are worth, you know, that are, are I'd rather sell than donate, you know, because mm-hmm. I think there's, some things are donatable. Others you're like, okay, I, you know, like the bouncy house, right? I spent $400 on that. If I got a hundred out of it. Like, I feel okay. better. I feel a little better about the $400 purchase. You got 100 back, and you got more than $300 worth of fun and enjoyment right. out of it. I mean, I did or your, it, but your my son, son did. did. Okay. So that $100, you don't just stick in your, in your 
purse. You know, that hundred dollars you you put in your it like I use my envelope for vacation. That's only used for okay. vacation, or um, like I'll use it for just cash. Like you know, I'm going out and I'm like, oh shoot, I need cash instead of going to the bank. It's right. That's my cash envelope. Ah, uh, okay. So. I think having a purpose also, because $5 here, $10 there, 100 bucks here, isn't going to do much. And it's a lot of work selling that stuff. Yeah, I think that's why I give most stuff away. Yeah, it is. It's a job, you know? I mean, I've given away tons of TVs, speakers, wow. like all sorts of stuff really? that, I, that probably could have sold for yeah. you know, a decent amount of yeah. money. I just i am too lazy to do, to do it. it. Well, you got to call me. I'll do it for yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Now I know. I just sold a massage table right before this from the physical therapy office I work out of. Wow. And, and yeah, I'm like, here, you talk now, to- Was it your massage table? No, or you just no went- <laughs> I did it for someone. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You didn't just say, I don't want this thing here anymore. No, 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 Let's no. Let's get no. rid it was, of it. Someone like you, asked me, can you- what do Like you, think? you got rid of your daughter's clothes. <laughs> no. <laughs> you made no me mad. A, yeah. Where's my massage table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I sold that. You, you should have thought about that. <laughs> All right. So, in conclusion, okay. I think that decluttering- being more minimalistic like yeah and finding only keeping only things that bring you joy can really have a an amazing effect on your mental health on your state of mind oh absolutely and on your overall daily life really yeah. No, I would and I would say, I mean, if you're if you're feeling like anxious and I don't know, um frazzled or whatever, I guarantee you if you clean up, if you clean your house, you will feel so much better. Oh, for sure. You know, I just really feel like your my internal state is a reflection of my external Agreed. surroundings. I think that's there's there's a lot of truth into that. So, okay, here's what we're going to do. All right. We're going to we're gonna go through my we're gonna pots go through, and pans. I'm gonna go through. You're gonna go through your stuff. I'm gonna go through my stuff. We're gonna take a photo and we're gonna post it on our Facebook page. Of the, the, of all the stuff the that we're gonna we get, get. We're getting rid of things that don't bring us joy that we want to, you know, try to declutter. Okay. Well, you know, and and I may not um, have as many things. I did recently empty a storage unit, and so I got rid of just a ton of stuff that I'm. I'm, I'm like, I haven't used that thing in right. Five years. Why am I paying for a storage unit? Um, there still are a few things I'm trying to find a place for here that I took out of the storage unit. But for the most part, I'm like, okay, I I need that. I use that pretty often. Don't use that. It goes to Goodwill or the garbage. Yeah. So I'm not going to have as many things in right. my picture. I guess. Yeah, it's okay. The, it's okay. Yeah. No one's going to judge you. Okay. I, you know, I All just right. wanted to, you know. May, I didn't want. I don't want to, you know, unfairly appear to be more of a min- minimalist than you okay, are. Okay. I guess well, that's the thing. We'll compare, contrast. We'll see what kind of things you're getting rid of. You can see what kind of things I'm getting rid of. Okay. And we'll go from there. Okay. All right. We'll see. I don't know. I have to think about the Moscow Mule glasses. All right. All right. Cups. Couple weeks. Got, what we'll, you call? I don't even mugs. Whatever. Um, all right. So we'll, we will do that. And I think I think we've talked about minimalism enough. I think we've exhausted the subject. We, we, We're good. <laughs> All, exactly. All right. So that's it for this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied. I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Bye.